Hi everyone, welcome back to More Than A Mama. Uh, last week I ended up having to take the week off. I was just in and I'm pretty sure a lot of people are feeling this way but this lockdown kind of has just hit me really differently compared to the other ones and I just needed a week to get my thoughts together, try and like figure out what I'm doing and I don't know, just sort it out. It's also exam period right now and the exams that we have are brutal. But anyway, so this week's episode is all about motherhood, my birth, my pregnancy and stuff because that was the most um, asked for topic in the poll I did. So I'm not too sure kind of what I want to speak about so I thought I would just let it be organic, just speak about it and see kind of what comes up and if any topics come up then I'll speak about them and stuff but yeah this is going to be quite a weird episode because I never announced my pregnancy or the birth of my son anywhere. Um, I kind of tried to pull a Kylie Jenner I suppose you could say and like really keep it undercover. For the most part it, I managed to, I didn't you know people there's rumours going about and the rumours were insane that we're going about but um, I've kind of managed for the most part and I'm really glad that I did. I just feel like, but I kind of feel like there's such a pressure for you to share so many aspects of your life on social media and I don't really understand why. I was listening to a podcast the other day and in it they were speaking about how in you know real life so in like social situations you wouldn't be maintaining 10-15 conversations at one time whereas we're expected to do that over social media and like in real life I wouldn't be telling that many people my business do you know what I mean I've got my wee circle I've got my friends my family who I would tell and who I did tell and I just feel like it wasn't really anyone else's business um so yeah I kept my pregnancy pretty quiet and another reason was because I didn't have that much time to like figure out what I was doing I found out I was pregnant when I was I think I was about 14 weeks when I found out and then I had my first scan about 16 weeks so I was pretty far gone and I had no like I don't want to say sim- I suppose it is symptoms of pregnancy or no telling that I was pregnant because I'd been anorexic I had no periods anyway so that you know missing a period wasn't weird to me I hadn't I had been gaining weight but that was because I was in recovery um and that's actually another thing I want to say when people first found out I was pregnant there was this photo of me and it was on my last day of sixth year and there's this photo of me that was being sent around and people like oh my goodness look how pregnant she looks in this if I uploaded that photo now, you'd be like, what the hell, you don't look pregnant, you're just wearing low-rise jeans and it's not a, it's not a thing. <laughs> but, like, that really kind of fucked my confidence because I was in recovery for an eating disorder and I was trying to learn to love to gain weight and I was trying to understand that gaining weight's healthy and all that kind of stuff. But in turn, all I was getting was, oh my goodness, I look so pregnant. And I hated that. Like, I hated my pregnant body. That was the worst part of pregnancy for me. And I was so blessed to have a pretty easy pregnancy and I the only you know bad part like I said was I just couldn't love my body I tried to hide it I didn't tell people of it I remember I was on holiday in Spain and I was standing outside this restaurant and this like w- this uh waiter or whatever he was like cleaning tables he was like oh congratulations is it a boy or is it a girl and like he didn't I wasn't eating at that restaurant he didn't say hi or anything and I was so pissed off I was like it's pasta 
and my dad was like what the fuck like why didn't you just say you're having a baby and I was like I just think it's so rude for him to assume for one and like I don't know it's not his business I was actually raging and this guy his face was like oh my god I just I just what have I done he couldn't believe what he'd done but he didn't do anything wrong well he did he assumed I was pregnant and you know maybe it was just pasta but um yeah I just really struggled with that and I think another thing when you're pregnant and I don't know if this is a thing for all pregnancies or if it's just kind of when you're younger everyone says or everyone said to me you'll snap back you'll go right back to your original body and I haven't and I don't care because I grew an entire human and birthed an entire human and I don't see why you should have to snap back to your original weight like your body has changed in so many ways that my hips are like twice the size they were before I was such a slim petite person and now I've got curves and obviously that's fine by me because I grew a human and he's the best thing but why would you just say to someone oh you're gonna snap back you'll go right back to like there should be no pressure for you because you one grew a human and now you're learning to live your life as a mum or as a parent like I just think any you know birth giving human why I don't get it but that's a whole other topic but yeah so my pregnancy was super chill the only kind of thing that maybe was wrong with my pregnancy was my son kept measuring really small so I had to go for quite a lot of growth scans and two weeks before he was born they were like really kind of telling me "Mm, he'll be you know only a couple of pounds we're not sure like and they were kind of really bigging it up to be this like really kind of small little baby who might have to go in the NICU or whatever so I was terrified about that I felt guilty I was like is this me not eating enough and I was but um yeah that was pretty scary and they were like give me all these measurements and they were like his legs are 33 weeks his tummy's 32 weeks arms are 33 his head's 36 and I was like praying for my vagina like oh my goodness (laughs) what am I about to give birth to um but yeah that was that was a fun experience I looked at my mum she just started laughing because she could tell my eyes I was like oh my god 36 weeks but anyway um kind of moving on from my pregnancy I think there's really not much to say it's it wasn't that exciting I had a baby shower um yeah it wasn't that exciting to be honest it was super chill I went into labour on the well actually I might as well tell you so I had a birth plan I like I've already mentioned I'm a hippie but I'm a hippie who's absolutely terrified of needles so I knew I didn't want an epidural I was going to do what I could to like avoid having an epidural or any kind of like needles inserted into me because it's just a fat no for me so I decided I was going to do something called hypnobirthing which is just basically when you breathe through the pain so like when you feel a contraction or again because I'm heavy I called them waves so when these waves came if you kind of think about like what a wave looks like I breathed in for four and when you breathe in for four you reach the peak which is the worst part of the contraction and then I breathe out for eight as it kind of fades away so that's the only pain you know relief I really had I had paracetamol when I was at home in my bath I tried to stay at home for as long as I could because I didn't want to go into hospital um so I tried to stay home for as long as I could but I got to a point I think after maybe about like 18 hours of being in labour I was like "Mm, probably should go to the hospital 
So I went to hospital about two o'clock and I got in. And in Aberdeen, there's two different wards. There's the labour ward, which is like the ward where there's medical intervention everywhere and there's bright hospital lights and it's not really what I wanted. Or there's the midwife-led unit. And in there, it's very... um, like ambient lighting they have little fairy lights they have led candles it's super chill you can take in speakers and play music there's no medical intervention there's a pool and it's just super chill there so that's where i wanted to give birth so i arrived to the hospital and um they were like oh well we didn't know you were coming i was like fantastic so I was sitting in the labour ward and all I could hear around me were like women screaming in pain. And I was getting so anxious because I was like, this isn't what I wanted. I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to give birth in a bed. I wanted to be in a pool. Um, and I kind of just said to them, like, I really would like to go into the midwife-led unit. And they're like, the rooms are taken up. And I was like, oh my God, this is the worst. So they um, went and spoke to the girl who was in the ward and she ended up, swapping rooms with me so I had a water birth which was amazing um I just recommend and you know wholeheartedly believe what you see on tv is not how you have to give birth I wasn't screaming I was so chill I was just sitting in labor drinking my lucrasade watching pointless on my mum's phone (laughs) like total chill obviously I was uncomfortable but I wouldn't say it's the worst pain I've ever felt but then I'm like two years down the line now, so maybe it was. But for me, it was just like kind of strong period pains I felt on my back. And then it got to a point, there's a couple of scary moments. His heart rate had kept dropping. So I had to come out of the pool a couple of times to be like attached to all these wires and stuff where they could read or um, hear his heart rate and read it and see how it was going. But he was fine. So I got back into the pool. And then I was like to her, I think I need to push because I kind of just felt this like shift in my like pelvic area. <laughs> and um, she's like, oh, I don't know. You know, you weren't, you have to dilate to a certain amount of centimetres. <laughs> I feel so weird talking about this. You have to dilate to a certain amount of centimetres. And she was like, you're not even there. Like, I don't think you do. And it, in, when you're giving birth, you have, um, um, I can't remember what it's called, like a health worker, a healthcare assistant and the midwife. And because I was so chill and didn't really need them to do anything, the midwife went and had an early break and was just sitting, you know, drinking her cup of tea and vibing. And I was like, mm, I do think I need to, like, I feel my body kind of beginning to push him out. So she was like, okay, well, let your body do its thing and then, you know, I'll look in 10 minutes. And then she had a wee peek and she was like, holy shit, that's a head. <laughs> so she had to press the emergency button. And at that point, like, 12 or 13 midwives came, like, running through. And I was like, oh my God, is something wrong? And they were like, she's just about to give birth. Like, I need a midwife here. So they came, they got my midwife back and I gave birth to him. She asked me, (laughs) he was born in the pool. And she was like, do you want to catch him? And I was like, no. She was like, what? Do you want to catch him? I was like, no, he'll be slimy. (laughs) So she had to like scoop him up and put him on my chest because I was scared he was gonna be slimy I don't know why I feel like that's a, is a regret of mine but like I was just so I don't really know where I was at that stage I've just you know being coming to terms with being pregnant coming to terms that I was given birth kind of like what I said a couple of podcasts ago 
I did feel a connection to him when I was pregnant, but I also kind of struggled to understand that I was his mum. Like, I kind of felt for the first couple of weeks of actually being a mum that I was just babysitting someone else's kid. And I loved him with my whole heart. There wasn't an issue with... That's not even an issue because it's such a natural thing not to connect with your baby. But there wasn't like a... I didn't struggle to connect with him because I did. I just didn't feel like it was me yet. Obviously, no, I'm and I'm fine. But even now, I don't feel like he's my son. I was speaking to one of my pals on the night and he's just part of our group. You know what I mean? Like, he's just a wee vibing, a vibing, vibing little boy like he's just so chill and he just sits with us and watches movies and joins in the girl chat <laughs> so I don't know but anyway my birth was fantastic I was really really fortunate with my birth and I hate hospitals so I got discharged six hours after giving birth to him um and I made sure to stay in there as, like as little time as I could so I got home I was heartbroken because my dog didn't want to look at me. He was like, who are you? I don't know you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but yeah, I just wanted to say, if you're listening to this and you are a birth giving person, I don't want you to see what you see on the television or in movies as definite. You don't have to be lying on your back, screaming into it. Sorry about the building noises in the background. Um, you don't have to be lying on your back, screaming, sweating, your neck's pulsating. You're like, when is it over? It doesn't have to be like that. And I really don't like how it's depicted in movies. And I hate how when you get pregnant, people only tell you the negative stories. Like when I told a lot of my, I hate to say it, but when I told a lot of my mum's pals and, you know, my mum, oh, I'm going to do hypnobirth. And they're like, I right. You'll get in there and you'll be like, yes, the drugs. And I'm like, I don't feel well. And I'm so glad that I spoke to them and they listened to me and they were like, that sounds amazing, I hope it happens and stuff. But people do only tell you negative birth stories when you get pregnant. And you don't have to let that define your experience. You know, every birth is different. It's so fortunate if you get to have a birth like mine. I'm so aware how many birth giving people have traumatic births. And my heart breaks for them. But... I was just so fortunate to have the birth I had. If I have another baby, then I'm having home births. Like, sorry to my future mans, but I'm giving birth in our living room. I'm not going back into hospital. Um, and, you know, if the universe allows that, I'll be so grateful. I'm so aware that I might need a C-section. I'm so aware that baby might need help or whatever. But, um, yeah, I just want to stay at home and just be in the comfort of my own place and have music. Um, my son was born to Caledonia by Paolo Nettini and Sweet Creature by Harry Styles, he was born in between the two. So I just had this like playlist full of love songs to, cause what I didn't know, here's a little fun fact for you. The hormone that helps you give birth or is a contraction is oxytocin. That is what pushes your baby out. And oxytocin is the hormone that you produce when you're having sex with someone, which is crazy to me that they're the same hormone. So I was just trying to like, get all the love in the room <laughs> and I was reading like natural ways of I don't want to say this I'm just gonna say it anyway because I hope you laugh like I did um like there's ways of if you're struggling to give birth or if your kind of body reaches a standstill there's a way of like promoting oxytocin to encourage your body to give birth 
and a lot of it is like if you're giving birth with a partner so whoever you made the baby with um which in my case I wasn't I had my mom my best friend with me um if you're <laughs> with your partner then you can get it on you know, you know what I mean like you can go there and I've read a couple of stories where people have as the woman's about to give birth made love to each other <laughs> and there's other ones like nipple foreplay <laughs> and I was reading all these and I was like nope 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 my mum's in the room nope no nope. <laughs> so yeah I didn't need anything my body just knew what to do and I didn't push either I know I keep going back to the birth but I'm just so passionate about it and so passionate that people don't have to you know have that negative birth or negative connotation with birth your birth can be beautiful can be natural um you know if you want a c-section go for a c-section i'm not trying to say there's any correct way of giving birth but i just feel like when everyone's scared of it they're scared because of what the media has shown you and it doesn't have to be that way like i was terrified of giving birth because of the needles and i found my own way and i'm so happy that i did it that way and everyone who i've met who's given birth i've been like so <laughs> hypnobirthing and I've just become their wee doula and like tried to help them and I think I would love to do that as a career but I just know my heart of hearts if something went wrong and something happened to the mother or if something happened to the baby I just think I would be too in it like I don't know how midwives do it I just think it's in they're amazing humans to see what they see and be strong because I would just probably start crying and just crumble because I just think giving birth is such a beautiful thing and to watch birth giving people pass away oh man or even children like newborn children pass away like that's just mental to me but yeah I feel like that's all I've kind of got to say about like my pregnancy and um my birth if there's any other questions that arise and let me know but in terms of motherhood is it hard <laughs> was the big question I have my own as you can imagine <laughs> have my own ways of motherhood I try not shout at him I am trying to I do something called attachment parenting mainly which is just basically like giving him as much opportunities and choices as he can you know because he's a person now he's not a person later he's his own individual who's got his own preferences who's got his own like everything you know what I mean he's got his own belief system to an extent his belief is literally Peppa Pig but I don't see why I should like have to make choices for him when he already knows his preferences and by that I mean like do you want orange juice or black orange juice (laughs) or like what shoes do you want to wear and like giving him that kind of control helps him and he's at that stage now where he's struggling to talk but he knows what he wants to say want to say in his mind but he just can't form the words to say it so he gets really overwhelmed which then ends up in like a tantrum or him just being really frustrated that he can't say it so instead of being like go to your room you're having a tantrum I'm just like okay what do you want and I try to take calm and trust and believe it doesn't always happen he really does have days where he likes to push me to the limits a couple of weeks ago he set fire to an oven glove and almost burnt the entire flat down so that was fantastic 
And but bear in mind that was in like the thirty seconds I was peeing for. He turned the oven hob onto six, which is the highest. Had the oven glove on top of it. The oven glove went woof into flames. He started coughing from the smoke. Had to eat it out the window. Yeah, f- fantastic times. But he just—I don't know. Like I know that he didn't mean that to set the thing on fire. He generally does believe he's helping me. So I just think when it comes to children, just kind of understanding that they're learning so much every day. They see you make your own choices. So like, why not give them their own choices to a degree? Um, but yeah, so motherhood's definitely trying, doing it. I think motherhood is trying no matter what situation you have. You really get your t- patience tested. You have no privacy. Um, your kind of in some ways your personality kind of has to change you change your identity changes your interest changes like everything that you can think of does change and in my case it was for the better I know some stories where people have just been like this isn't for me I'm fortunate that it wasn't for me in the beginning and now it you know it is me but the reason I called this podcast more than a mama is because as much as I'm a mum, that's not who I see myself as. I still see myself as Laura. I still see myself as Laura who wants to be successful and wants to make money and wants to do well in her job and thrive and be happy and be wealthy, healthy, all that kind of stuff. I'm that at the front and then I'm a mum. And, you know, you could intertwine the two and some people I'm sure do and some people are, you know, full-time yummy mum in their Facebook bio but it just, it couldn't be me because I feel like if I just put myself as a mum first then I'm losing who I am. And I don't think you should have to lose yourself when you become a mum. I just think becoming a mum or a parent, I'm really kind of gendering this, but becoming a parent, it just kind of adds to your existence and also not being a parent adds to your existence. Like there's no right or wrong way of doing anything. But yeah. So I'm probably just going to, I feel like I've just rattled on. So I'm going to answer some of the questions that I was asked when I asked on my Instagram. Take a shot every time I just said asked. So the good and the bad of your birth experience. Uh, the good was how chill it was, the music, and um, like the atmosphere, how I just really loved all my midwives, how they were so supportive of my decisions and how they knew not like what I wanted, what I didn't want. Like, I wanted delayed cord clamping because I'd done research studies that showed if you waited 10 minutes to um, cut the cord, then he, they get an extra third of blood. Like, I did so much research into giving birth and they just were fine with it. They were like, great, you know, I'm kind of shocked that I they were shocked I did so much research, but it, I just need to do that because I'm such an anxious person that I needed to do all that research and learn as much as I could. Um, the bad of my birth experience, um, I wouldn't say there was any bad. Well, there was, but I feel like I can't talk about that. <laughs> um, the bad of my birth experience, probably just like when his heart rate was going and it looked like I was going to have to go back onto the labour ward and potentially have intervention in like helping him be born faster because of his heart. But he was total chill and he sorted himself out. What would you change if you had to do it again? Like I've said, I would have a home birth again. Um, I think I would make sure that I 
like they were telling me to push and I knew I didn't need to and like your body does it for you um so they were telling me I needed to push and I like knew I didn't because my body was pushing for me or just like kind of because you're like it's mental if you search the science behind it your like pelvis changes and like your muscles like contract and retract in like different ways so that the birth canal just pushes him out by himself it's wild mental like I just I can't experience what that feels I can't express what that experience feels like because I had to do nothing apart from sit there while my body just gave birth to this child it was absolutely fried but yeah um the myths of pregnancies that's a good one I'm not really sure if there are any that I can think of. Um, myths of pregnancies. I actually don't know. Yeah, I've got no idea. I'll have to search what myths are and then see if I they were right or wrong. Craziest cravings or things that made you sick. The way that I began to think I was pregnant was I used to go to this restaurant all the time with my friends and I had the same thing every single time and I, I always had a side of sweet potato fries with it and one day the sweet potato fries came and I was like what the fuck is that <laughs> and the waiter who knew me was like Laura that's sweet potato fries you literally eat them all the time and I said like, get that shit away from me like that is disgusting and he was like oh my god okay you've lost it <laughs> my friend was like everyone was so confused because I literally love sweet potato fries and I don't think I've had them since, purely because they still make me feel a bit but I think that's just because I've got a weird association. Cravings. I craved quavers like no one's business. For my 18th birthday, I got, I think, three of, like, the, like, probably what you'd get delivered to, like, a co-op or something, like, multi, 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 ba- multi-box of quavers. So I honestly think I had about like 200 quavers in my house. My parents were like, this is just too far. Within like two days, they were gone. I just loved them so much. Peaches, like tinned peaches, I couldn't get enough of. Um, I think that was it. I didn't really have any weird other cravings. Another one was my parenting style, which I kind of mentioned. But mine's is just to be like as understanding of what they're going through as you can. Try not get angry at them because it's not their fault. Like toddlers cry, babies cry because they're trying to tell you something, not because they're trying to wind you up. You know, they can't talk, so they have to communicate that they're hungry, they're tired, they need the nappy changed, or they just want a cuddle or something, they don't feel well. Like they have to communicate it some way. So just being mindful of that and trying meeting their needs and you know being as loving and caring as you can that's just the best way to go about it um another one was did you always know you want or did you find out the baby's gender or did you want it to be surprised i found out his gender um i wouldn't do that again that's actually another thing i could have said before i would definitely have a surprise again i don't know how i would do that because i don't know if like the you know the man i'm having a child with I don't know if they would want to know but I just really wanted to be surprised for me um I just would love that moment to find out if my son's going to be like well he will be a big brother regardless but like having that moment finding out he's got a little brother a little sister I just think that would be the most amazing thing ever um how did you tell your parents 
um that's like a difficult one my I mean I feel like it's better to be honest but I also you know I'm mindful about the regret that you know is around that my parents were really not happy um it was quite difficult for us as a family which is probably why the only reason why I kept it so quiet I don't think my I don't really know I think my parents were like grieving the life that they'd imagined for me to have um and you know they'd picture me going off to uni that year and um there's so many things that they'd imagined for me and having a child so young wasn't that and you know I was the exact same but it was definitely difficult for us as a family um but now it's totally different like now my my dad especially like both of my parents adore Orin um but yeah my dad really loves my child like he's so good with him like he's just like the best which is nice to see because it was I think it was my dad who had a harder time like coming round coming round to the idea that like I was going to become a mum so young um but yeah it's like it, that's a difficult question to answer and yeah um did you have your names picked out I had a couple of names picked out he was going to be called my nana had just decided I don't know why but whenever I spoke to my nana about him like and when I visited my nana in Wales and I was pregnant she just all of a sudden called him Freddie and there were so many names that I liked that my parents were like fuck off <laughs> like I really wanted to call him Rufus my parents were like get out that's a dog's name so there were so many names that I really liked and no one else cared for. I wanted to call him Atticus. Um, and my brother was like, he's going to get called Atticus. I was like, cool. Um, but yeah, so I was going to call him Freddy. And then he was born on Halloween. And I was a bit like, will he be called Freddy Krueger? Because he was born on Halloween. So I can't remember how I came up with the name Orin. It's spelled differently to how I think it should be. I did want to call him Orion. Um, after Ryan's belt but I just feel like Orin was just like the better one I don't know why um, but he I took about three weeks to name him because <laughs> I just didn't know uh, did you get stretch marks yes I have stretch marks on both of my thighs on my boobs um, and I didn't get anywhere else but I'm so fortunate because the stretch marks that I did get were like the silver kind of ones um, so Yes, I'm very lucky. How has your relationship changed your... Sorry, how's your, ba your, <laughs> your baby changed your relationship with your friends? Um, in many ways, it's not really changed. It just, you know, we have more nights in now. I don't really go out drinking that often. I don't go into town. Obviously, we're in a pandemic, I know. But before that, I don't really go out that often. I'm just kind of like a more of a homebody now which kind of sucks I wish I was more like outgoing and like could do more stuff but because obviously I'm doing it on my own it's difficult to um go out and always find childcare. and I'm so aware that my parents have their own lives to live as well that I feel bad relying on them um and then even with my friends like I've got you know loads of my like best friends always offer to take Orin and then, you know, some of my cousins offer to take Orin and then my si my siblings offer as well. And I'm just like, I just feel bad because 
you know, they're all having, living their lives and stuff, and I kind of feel bad taking that away, which I know I shouldn't, because I know having him, they'd be so happy to, but, um, yeah, it's just, I don't really know, it's weird. Um, I feel like that's kind of all the questions that I've kind of want to ask, um, want to ask, want to answer, because I'm so worried this podcast might be quite long, but yeah, I kind of hope that answered questions, dulled any anxieties you have about birth especially, um, but yeah, if there's anything else you want me to speak about, then let me know, but I hope you guys had a nice Valentine's Day, or Galentine's, or Palentine's, or self-love day, um, I just spent mine with my best friends and we ate lots of food, we watched some cheesy old films and just had a really chill time. So it was a nice, a nice experience but I hope you guys are okay and I will speak to you next week. Take care.